You're listening to the Below the Yellow Line podcast from Hola, amigos. Welcome to Good Gravy. We're on episode 16 of this monstrosity now. Coda pre-race edition. Welcome to the show. Um, it's like two episodes in a span of 12 hours, something like that. Um, which I didn't necessarily mean for it to be like that, but that's just that's just uh, how the cookie crumbles, as Jim Carrey would say. Um, today we're going to be discussing all things Coda, all things Circuit of the Americas. Um, um, I'm also live streaming this on YouTube just for fun because I haven't done that and I thought it might be fun to try to do something like that. So, you know, maybe do that every Friday night when I record this show just for another way to, to um, kind of interact with you guys. But you can find this. It's on YouTube. It's on the Spider Stand YouTube page, which is the main page that I run, uh, keeping up with all top three NASCAR series throughout the race weekend and throughout the week with news and pre- and post-race shows. And, of course, this podcast all about the NASCAR Cup Series. So we are going to CODA. We are going to Circuit of the Americas this week. Hello, guy in the YouTube live stream. Um, going to Austin, Texas, where it is incredibly hot um, and the track is incredibly slick. I think the high there tomorrow is like 88 Sunday. It's around the same. Um, so if you're going to the track, bring sun protection and sunglasses and a hat and uh, buy the $24 12-ounce bottle of water because you are going uh, to want to have that. The uh, The track is going to be slick, um, but it's going to be a really fun race. And no stage cautions this week, which will be big. Uh, let's take a look at the practice charts because practice is actually airing, you know, right now as I, uh, uh, let's actually see the practice results as uh, as I'm recording this. But it happened earlier today. They're tape delaying, tape delay recording it. Why? I have no clue. Um, but they are doing that. So, yeah. Um, let's see here. All messages. Um, so, yes, Tyler Reddick leads the practice chart. We're just going to go down this, and I'll kind of mention each guy here. Kyle Larson, or sorry, not Kyle Larson. Tyler Reddick, my bad, leads the practice chart. Kyle Larson in second. Tyler Reddick has turned his season around in a big, big way. Um, it started off, I think, after three races, he was like 30th in points. And then Phoenix finished his fifth. Um, or sorry, uh, third, and then finished his fifth this past weekend at Atlanta. So he has uh, catapulted himself into the playoffs all of a sudden. Kyle Larson, who was over half a second off of Tyler Reddick, so that 45 was really the class of the field today. Um, he's second on the chart. Great road racer. Ross Chastain, last year's winner, dropped a watermelon off the like 300 foot tall or however tall his tower. Um, at Coda uh, to commemorate his first career win. Kyle Busch in fourth, Daniel Suarez in fifth. Uh, Suarez dominated the first stage of this race. How about Michael McDowell in sixth? They've gotten off to a kind of slow start. I thought they'd be one of the main underdogs this season. Haven't really gotten it figured out yet, but a road course is the perfect spot for them to do it. Same goes for Austin Sindrick, who finds himself in the playoffs, but really only because of the Hendrick penalties. He somehow finished sixth at Vegas. Haven't seen much of him besides that, so it'd be nice to see him kind of get some momentum. Uh, for Bubba Wallace, 8th on the practice charts is above a fan. I will absolutely take that. His road course skills are lacking. They're probably his worst tracks, to be completely honest. But he's slowly getting better. He was running in the top 20 at Coda last year before he had a wheel completely fall off. 
um, which isn't something you want to happen whether you're driving a car for sport or just driving a car normally on the road. Um, but it happened, and then he, then he finished last and had his crew chief take a mandated NASCAR vacation. Joey Logano, ninth. Jordan Taylor in 10th, filling in for Chase Elliott, who will be in the Fox booth along with Gunther Steiner and Kurt Busch this weekend. Jordan Taylor um, probably has the best equipment of all the guys coming over from IndyCar, um, you know, Jimmy Johnson, and then the guys coming over from F1 and Jensen Button and Kimi Raikkonen. Um, good day for him in practice. Ty Gibbs, 11th. Then Blaney, Senhouse Jones, Harrison Burton rounds out the top 15. William Byron, in 16th, then Christopher Bell, A.J. Allmendinger, who is my pick to win. I said it on the pre-race show tonight. I said it on the podcast last night. He is my pick to win this race. Uh, won the Xfinity poll. He is my pick to win the Xfinity race as well. So I think he's going to have a really good weekend in 18th. Uh, Denny Hamlin is in night or was uh, was 19th today. Alex Bowman in 20th. He nearly won this race a year ago. Couldn't qualify for the truck race. But as a Bowman fan, I'm confident he can get up there. Uh, then Truex, Harvick, Priest, Keselowski, Gregson, that's your top 25. Briscoe, Gilland, Jensen, Button, basically an NSHR car running the 15 for Rick Ware. 28th, Ty Dillon, Austin Dillon, that's your top 30. Chris Busch at 31st, Kimi Raikkonen, 32nd, making his second career NASCAR Cup Series start. Corey LaJoy, 33rd, great start to the year, but road courses aren't really college specialty. Uh, then Haley, who, bad start to the year, this is a weekend they'd love to start turning this around. Um, then Almarola, Jimmy Johnson down in 36th, Josh Balicki down in 37th, Cody Ware 38th, and then Connor Daly, 4.2 seconds off the pace in 39th. Those are your practice results. You can find basically all this information that I'm saying on NASCAR.com or on the NASCAR app. Um, and you should really sign up for NASCAR's Fan Awards program, too. It's, it's really fun. Uh, let's take a look at the schedule for tomorrow or today for listening to this on Saturday, which I don't blame you. This will probably be up really late Friday. Qualifying is on Saturday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern on FS1, PRN, and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. The race is at 3.30 Eastern on Sunday on uh, Fox, PRN, that's the Performance Racing Network, and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Pre-race for television starts at 2 on FS1, moves to Fox at 3, and on the radio, I believe, it starts at 2.30. Let's take a look at these standings going in Dakota. Actually, no, we're going to take a commercial break real quick, and then we will look at the standings for Dakota. Back after that incredibly long, in incredibly excruciating commercial break, all you keyboard warriors that are complaining about it, as Mike Joy likes to say, you can just not complain about it. Uh, Joey Logano locked himself into the playoffs with his win at Atlanta, along with Kyle Busch, Ricky Stenhouse, and William Byron. He also vaulted himself into the regular season points lead by a gigantic margin of one point. So Joey Logano um, holds the regular season points lead, and again, he's locked in along with Kyle Busch, Ricky Stenhouse, and William Byron into this year's NASCAR playoffs. Uh, Christopher Bell is the first guy in on points. He is plus 74 to the playoff cut line. All this stuff I'm reading is to the playoff cut line. Uh, Chastain is plus 70. Ryan Blaney, plus 59. How about bad Brad Keselowski? Looking actually like a championship contender again, plus 58. Harvick, the old man still got it, plus 53. Martin Truex, plus 43, kind of quietly being consistent. Denny Hamlin, plus 38, solid showing from him. Daniel Suarez, everybody's favorite amigo in the NASCAR garage, plus 27. Austin Sindrick, plus 24. Road course could be a good chance for him to uh, pick up a win. Uh, how about uh, Chris Buescher, plus 20. 
Um, he nearly won Sonoma last year. He's a solid road course racer with all the speed RFK is showing. I know he was 31st in practice. This could be a track to watch out for him as a uh, dark horse winner. And Corey LaJoy. I'm starting a Corey LaJoy fan club. We are all on the Corey LaJoy hype train. He is plus 11 right now for a small team like Spire to be 14th. Plus 11 in the standings is incredible. Four top 20s, a top 5, a top 10. That coming in at Atlanta this weekend with a 4th place finish. A career best finish for Corey LaJoy. That is huge for that team. Now, this weekend, it looks like their momentum may falter, but a great five-race stretch for them to start the year. Worst finish of 26th at Phoenix. Tyler Reddick, currently the last guy in the playoffs right now, plus nine over his 23-11 racing teammate, Bubba Wallace. Again, he has massively uh, turned around his fortunes and his season. Uh, you have Bubba, minus nine, A.J. Allmendinger and Michael McDowell, respectively, 19 points out of the playoffs. Both Gibbs, 21 out, Bowman, 26 out, Jones, 29 out, Austin Dillon, 31 out. I'm disappointed in you this year. I think you can turn it around, A.D., but you got to get on it now. Chase Briscoe, 39 back, Gregson, 43 back, Todd Gillen, 43 back, Ryan Priest, 48 back, as is Eric Almarola. Those SHR cars looking pretty gross so far. Harrison Burton, 60 back, Hoodie Ware, 61 back, Kyle Larson, 68 back. If he can't win a race, which he's already had two great chances, couldn't capitalize, I'm getting a little worried for the driver of the five. Um... Ty Dillon, 80 back, B.J. McLeod, 80, or 84 back, and Justin Haley. Again, pat yourself on the back, everybody. You, yes, you, have more NASCAR points this year than Justin Haley. So congratulations. I'm patting myself on my back for that. Let's go. Um, Justin Haley has negative 25 points. He has 136 points back. Of the playoff cut line, I'm disappointed in that, but again, it was a penalty that he didn't really have anything to do with. Um, I'm disappointed in Priest and Amarola. I, I don't know what's going on with them. Austin Dillon, I don't know what's going on with him, but again, shout out Corey LaJoy, shout out Brad Kozlowski. Those guys have really impressed me so far um, with how well they've run early early in the season. Let's take a look at the manufacturer standings. I was just telling Emily in the, the YouTube pre-race show that I'm probably not going to talk about this once the Bowtie Brigade guys, the Chevy, are no longer in the manufacturer standings lead. But uh, they are, so I'm going to brag about it. They lead Fixer Repair Daily, or as Emily likes to say, uh, Found on Road Dead, Ford by 9, and then Toyota is in third. 16 points back of Chevy, 7 points back of Ford. Toyota, the only manufacturer this year so far to not win a race. And until last week when Logano won Atlanta, uh, Ford had not yet won a race this year either. So those are the standings. Uh, let's talk about some stuff that's big before I make my picks going into this weekend. Uh, the stage stages are still there. Let me say, let me preface with that. Stages still exist. However, th there will not be any cautions for the stages this weekend. Um, the green and white checkered flag will still fly. The points will still, oh, gosh, sorry, I can't talk, will still be awarded, but there will not be a caution. There will not be a stoppage of a race. NASCAR mandated that only for the Cup Series, not the Top 3 Series, like I mistakenly said earlier in the week, but just the, just the Cup Series uh, before the year started. It'll cut down on race time. It'll make the race flow a lot more, make strategy come in, maybe even fuel mileage, which I was talking with Emily on the podcast last night, and I was like, yeah, that should play really well in, with the Hendrick cars. But then I remembered that the Hendrick cars don't have the normal crew chiefs. Bowman, I think, is obviously in the best position with that, with having this guy, Greg Ives, that I worked with for so many years. But uh, that could be big if this is a fuel strategy race, not having a crew chief that you've worked with a lot. Um, 
so there is that to consider. The track also going to be hot and slick, and you have a few guys out there that are pretty inexperienced in NASCAR. Camille Wright can only run one race, Jimmy Johnson only a second race with the next-gen car, um, and Connor Daly hasn't run many races. Um, and then you also have Jensen Button, who hasn't run a NASCAR race yet. So just keep an eye out for those guys. They're, they're all underdogs, but they're also guys that could do something either, you know, kind of funny or really kind of just throw, throw a monkey wrench into this whole race. Um, I think that's about it. So we're going to take our, uh, our second and final commercial break. Our last green flag commercial break, as Mike Joy would say. Uh, take our last commercial break of this podcast and then come back, wrap it all up with our picks. And, um, yeah. All right, time for picks. Now, I do want to preface this with some underdogs going into this thing. Who are some underdogs that could uh, be forces in this race? I already think one, all those guys, Connor Daly, Jimmy Johnson, Camille Raikkonen, uh, Jordan um, Taylor, and uh, uh, Jensen Button, all have a chance to be underdogs. Um, but I don't think that's too likely. The most likely out of all those, I think, is Kimmy, uh, Jimmy, obviously. Uh, as well, but but uh, two guys I really think could could make a big impact in this race: um, Michael McDowell and Chris Busher. I do view those guys as underdogs. Busher, though, so good at road courses last year. Mm, excuse me, and McDowell just a great road driver in general. You know, drove sports cars and stuff like that. Great road racer, um, and looking for a second career win. And it'd be huge if he could get one, especially in a year where it hasn't been the best year for front row to start the season. Uh, as for my pick to win, I'm picking this guy to win both the Xfinity race and the Cup race, and I'm picking him. Um, I picked him to win the Xfinity poll. He did. I'm not picking him to win the poll, but I'm picking AJ Allmendinger to win the race. I think AJ Allmendinger will win this race. Uh, so close a year ago, he says he doesn't harbor any bad feelings for Ross Chastain. Very classy, very respectful uh, for Allmendinger, but he had this race until Ross Chastain decided that he wouldn't have this race a year ago. Um, I don't think he gets revenge on Ross. I think he does get revenge on Coda and wins this thing. I wouldn't at all be surprised if that happened um, because he's looking, uh, you know, for some speed, looking for a great run. He's only 19 points out of the playoffs in 18th, but he was expected to be a dark horse guy this year. And again, he just hasn't really shown that. So I think AJ Allmendinger is going to be a guy that wins this race. Is going to be the guy that wins this race. But Chastain, Suarez, Bowman, Larson, gotta look out for all those guys. But and Christopher Bell as well. Three top fives, four top tens to start the year. He is really fast. Second in the regular season standings. Um, so Christopher Bell is coming with the vengeance. As for the pole pick, uh, did I, I can't remember who I went with last night. I don't think I picked in the pre-race show. Um, hmm. I'll go with Larson to win the pole. Second in practice, I think he wins the pole. That car's obviously going to be fast everywhere we go, but especially the road course. Um... That'll be really interesting. So those are all my picks. That's the podcast, guys. Listen to last night's. If you want Emily's take on things, watch the pre-race show on the Spotter Sand YouTube page. Keep up with that all weekend long for more race coverage of all three series. And, uh, yeah, we're already on episode 16. So episode 17 will be post-race Sunday, or probably coming out Monday night or Tuesday morning. I think we're probably going to go Monday night, Wednesday night, Friday night. That's going to be our schedule. So post-race. Uh, combo podcast where you know with Emily and we recap um, and we we preview and then preview podcast Friday night for the Cup Series. So yeah, special thank you to all the listeners in Brussels, Belgium, who somehow keep finding this podcast. I have no idea how you guys do that, but but thank you for that. 
Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, which you can watch on YouTube and obviously on all major podcast platforms, uh, leave a like, subscribe, comment. If you're on a podcast platform, same things. You know, if you can, like, follow, subscribe, comment, all that stuff because it helps uh, interact. So, yeah, I'm Sam with Substance. Watch the YouTube page in the Below the Yellow Line podcast. Thanks for listening, watching, and uh, enjoy the race at Coda this weekend. Goodbye, everybody.